0: good morning and welcome to another episode of the taboo talk podcast my name is katie o'neill and i'm your host um look this morning i am coming from a place of rage (laughs) um i i'm really mad i'm really really mad and i think that there's like a lot of misunderstandings and I think we have the wrong idea when it comes to the emotion like anger and rage and I think that we don't give ourselves enough permission to feel it and we also don't acknowledge the power that like comes with that so when I feel fiery when I'm most pissed off about something that's when the biggest changes happen like It's the basis of the confidence call. Like, I don't like how things are done in a, like, in our society. I don't like the way things are objectified. I don't like the narrative that we're told. And I'm huge on narratives. Like, I'm, like, it's my main thing. The narratives are, like, the big piece to this whole fucked up puzzle that we're living in. Um, And... Yeah, I I think that anger is a healthy emotion and when channeled right, we can do really good things with it. And so I'm really pissed off about this website that I came across the other day. And if you follow my Instagram page, you will know the one that I'm talking about. If you watch my stories, if you're involved in like the conversations that happen there, you'll know that I came across this website and it's so... Stupid. It's so stupid. I almost felt like it wasn't worth sharing with my audience what I had come across. Like, it's basically um, a website where you can go and search any, basically, any big city in the world. And you can find out about the women in that area. You can find out the overall ranking out of five on their attractiveness, on their level of attitude, on the level of English that they speak, on the chances of hooking up um, during the day, during the night time, the best places to go to hook up with them, how to get around, how much your budget should be, how to get laid. And it's written from a male's perspective, um, and it's grammatically a bit fucking stupid. <laughs> yes. And honestly, it's, it, it's a lot of it is wrong. A lot of the information on there is wrong. But what concerns me is it's racist, it's sexist, it's misogynistic. It's predatory and it sends a message that normalizes manipulating women or manipulating any gender to get them to come home with you and the best approaches for that and what you need to do in order to get laid. Now... If if you know me, if you know what this page is about, you'd know that I'm not anti-sex <laughs> by any means. I'm pro se- sex-positive person. But I believe in enthusiastic consent and I believe that this page is predatory and sending harmful messages because I certainly wasn't the first person to come across it. I certainly won't be the last person. And I think that there is a lot of... Um, uh a lot of misleading information on the internet and this is definitely one of them and there's quite dangerous um effects of this sort of website of this sort of messaging and I really want to talk about that in this podcast episode um so yeah that's basically what we're going to be chatting about today is men's sexual entitlement I'm so excited to talk about this it's something that I'm very passionate about it's something that I also have a lot of experience with being a stripper in a club that has very strict and well enforced boundaries I see unfortunately I see the worst of the worst. And now with a lot of things that I post on the Confidence Call, I hear the worst of the worst. So not only do I live and experience it in the place where I work, where I see the worst of mankind, (laughs) Uh, I don't even say that lightly. Like I literally fucking, it's, oh, honestly, sometimes... But I'm also now in a place where people will respond to my stories with similar experiences that they've had. And (laughs) I didn't really expect to be signing up to be the person to receive all of these messages. But I'm also glad that I am here because... You know, there are a lot of things that I talk about that I get told, like, it's uh, you shouldn't even really post about it. Like, it's not really worth it. Like, it's not really a big deal. You know, the website's just dumb. Almost as if talking about my outrage is encouraging for that sort of behavior. You know, like, I remember my mum, like, when we were growing up and she used to say, like, when my brothers would get in my face, They're just waiting for you to retaliate. They're just, like, waiting for you to retaliate. And then when you do, like, that's what's feeding it. As if my retaliation to someone getting in my fucking face all the time is the reason and is giving them permission to further go at me when I get angry in return. Like, what the fuck? How is that my fault? And, like, obviously this is just, like, the narratives that she's grown up with, and, like, the every, it's, you know, I'm not, like, here to call out my mom, but I'm just here to, like, give a clear example on, like, fuck that, fuck that, I'm so fucking pissed off, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm, like, talking really slowly, because my words are, like, not even coming together, There's just, fire in my fucking head right now (laughs) I stayed up till three okay I didn't stay up till three but I got home from work at two and then I usually go straight to bed but I literally my head was so full of so much fucking shit from things that I was thinking that were loopholing in my head about why this is so fucked up and why if I'm feeling in my gut that I really, really, really need to say something, even though there are people around me sat laughing and saying like, it's really not a big de- deal, Katie. Like it's not even worth to- talking about. If I know, if I can't sleep, if I can't think, if I can't have a conversation with someone because my head is still full of shit of thinking about this fucked up website and all of these consequences that are bound to happen and not just directly, I'm not saying that people are gonna sit, come across this website and then go and do exactly what the website says to do. But it's just the fucking seed that's planted that these are the little things. These are the little okays and nudges and yeah, all good, bro. And this is, this is what navigates society. And this is why we need to talk about men's sexual entitlement. And this is why I've got a lot to fucking say on it because... I experience this shit on a day-to-day basis. I hear about it through the conference call now. And like, I've got to say something. It is is—it is my duty. It is my moral obligation as a person with a voice and with a platform to talk on. To talk about this shit. Because it's not okay. No one is benefiting from men's sexual entitlement. I'll tell you that for free. I'll tell you that for fucking free. (laughs) No one is benefiting from that. And I'm about to go into why. Okay. Okay. So before I go into it, I want to actually talk about what men's sexual entitlement actually is. And when sexual entitlement is basically just the idea that because they are a man, they are entitled to sex. That's literally it. And we can't blame men for this narrative because it's not like they just wake up one day and they're like, Oh, I have a penis. Therefore, I must conquer the world and I'm better than everyone and my penis to rule the world. No, that's not how it happens it's again, the narratives that we're told, it's the conditioning, it's the way culture is, it's the little messages that we're pre-exposed to from, you know what, from when we have gender reveal parties, those those conversations that take place about our children before we even have children, about what it's going to be like to raise a boy versus raising a girl. Oh, girls are so emotional. Oh, boys are so easy. Yeah, but like, are they really, does it does it really work like that? Like, oh, are we already just predisposing our kids to behave a certain way based on what we think they are going to turn out to be like? You know what I mean? Because that's the way it's always been. We're just repeating history here, guys. Like, why don't, like, you know what I mean? It's just a bit fucking stupid. And then as these boys are growing up, we fill their heads with stupid little fucking sayings like boys will be boys and that kind of messaging although a lot of us are already aware of it um it it excuses unjust immoral unethical fucked up little wrong like wrong behavior we we see a boy doing something they shouldn't be doing especially when it is directed And a woman is suffering, or a girl, whatever, is suffering the consequence of that behavior. We just go, boys will be boys. We say things like, he's mean to you because he likes you. Okay, okay. That is so fucked up for so many reasons. Because, yes, someone's like bullying you in a stamp and yeah, maybe he does like you. But what is that teaching women about what to expect from men in the future? As they're growing up, the more abused they are by a guy, the more he likes her. Like, I'm sorry, what? And this is a romanticized thing that women really do live with. We really, and we become later addicted to toxic relationships and uh, that's a completely different story, but it's all entwined. And these messaging, this The messaging that we receive as children is so important to how we experience our adult lives and how we fully understand our entire stories, everything that we're going through. Our lived experience is so reflective of what we went through as children and the stories that we're told. And that is why as adults, this boys will be boys mentality is the sexual entitlement that we're living with. Men's sexual entitlement is the reason why, not just here in Queenstown, not just Queenstown and Melbourne, but in every single city, all around the world, there are Snapchat groups of boys coming together, of men coming together, where they send videos of women performing sexual activity or engaging in sexual interaction and engagements with women, recording them without their consent and sending it to their lad group. That is so fucked up. That is so fucked up because I cannot, for the life of me, imagine going out into town, you know, being single, going out, meeting a guy, coming back to my place and just say we were getting down and dirty or whatever. He's going down on me, whatever. And then I take a video of him, unknowing to him, knowing that he's probably not going. The reason that I would do that is probably because if I asked, the answer would be no. So instead of asking for for, for, for <laughs> instead of asking for permission, I'm just going to go right ahead and do it anyway. And I will tell you, this shit fucking happens because it happens to me at the club. All the time when I'm on stage and people know you never get your camera out at the club. At how many times I have to nearly throw someone's phone through a fucking wall because they're trying to take a sneaky video of me? What the fuck to send it to their group of guy friends? They're not sending it to their mum, they're not sending it to their sister, they're not sending it to any woman in their life, they're sending it to their group of friends. Now, why is this happening? Why is what is that group mentality of boys when they come? come together and they think it's okay. They think it's funny to send videos of girls who are literally they're literally giving them pleasure. They're experiencing a what should be a meaningful interaction. This should be respectful at the very fucking least. This they're literally getting something out of it and even then they have no respect that ...to the level that they're going to just absolutely... <laughs> I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. I'm just so angry. The crazy thing is... ...it's not like these men are just taking videos and sending it to their friends. They're also using captions... ...like slut, whore, bitch... And I also just want to note, and I think this is a very, very important thing to note here, is that slut, whore, and bitch are the, some of the top three most used phrases on internet porn. Slut, whore, and bitch. That's what we're using. <laughs> like, that's the language that we're seeing on the internet. And, like, we're living in a time where social, like, interactions are really damaged you know we've had we're experiencing the loneliness pandemic like never before COVID has absolutely magnified that to the point where people are spending more time on the internet than they are with friends in real life people are spending more time on tinder than actual out there dating in real life people are watching internet porn more than they're actually having sex I don't know if that's an actual fact I just made it up but they're watching a lot of internet porn and they're getting, the more addicted they get to the porn, the more hardcore the porn gets, the more damaging the messaging is. And it's women, it's violent porn. Porn is, uh, it's a topic for another day. But I just wanna make sure that we know that when those Snapchat videos are going around, those labelings are going around with it. And it ju- you just have to ask why. Why? And this isn't. New age. This isn't just coming from the age of the internet. These messaging has been around for hundreds of years. Women have always been treated like this. Why? Why are we a slut for having sex? When, like, if we're having sex, guys are having sex too, most of the time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Why is it okay for guys to have sex? Why is it okay for guys to be horny? Why is it okay... For all of these things. But if a woman wants to have sex. If she wants to suck your dick. Some girls like sucking dick. Maybe she wants to make you feel good. Maybe she likes you. Maybe she's... Like, what the fuck? What the fuck goes through your head? To be having that kind of an engagement with someone. And then to be doing that kind of behavior. And this is the thing. This isn't just happening with the absolute worst of the worst jerks that you see. Like, those those groups that you know that it's happening with this is happening in smaller groups too this is happening all the time and I'll let you know that because <laughs> because of where I work and the conversations that I have and it sucks it fucking sucks and it make and this is why I'm so angry because it's not just a stupid website that some guy put together on the internet but it's a collective movement from society. It's collective movement from culture. It's it's the way things are and it's not okay. It's not okay that I work in a place as I said, that has strict and enforced boundaries. We have very clear rules. Before I go into any private dance with any customer, the first thing I do is go through the rules, which I already would have done downstairs. So they get the rules twice. And most of the time, people are fine, people are great. But I'm not talking about the most of the time people. I'm talking about those few that they're in the minority, but it's the minority that are so powerful in this situation because they're the ones that traumatize. (laughs) Like, they're the ones that offend. They're the ones that don't understand that when I say no, it means no. They don't understand that their forceful behavior, their forceful hands, their wandering hands – It's not okay. They literally think that I want it. They literally believe that they can do that because I'm a woman in their space. They paid for me to be there. They paid hundreds of dollars to get me upstairs into that room. And yet they still think that they have this like magic And it's disgusting. Like, it's always by the gross people. No, actually, that's not true. It's not by the gross people. It's by random people. It's by the ones that you don't expect. That's what fucks me off, is it's the nice ones that you think like, oh, you're so sweet. You would never... Like, look at a lizard the wrong way. I don't even know what I mean by that. <laughs> but then you get them in a dance and they're the ones that are just fucking violating you. And you're like, what the fuck? And that's what hurts because it's it's those people. And I'm, I'm so grateful to have amazing men in my life. I have my dad, my brothers, my boyfriend, these people that I think so highly of that are like the fucking beacon of how men should be you know like they're everything and i'm so grateful for my relationships with them because if i didn't have them i would have lost faith in men a long time ago sorry i just want to pull myself up on something i said before um at the start of the episode i said that no one benefits from men's sexual entitlement um Obviously, from case to case, like, it would seem like there are people benefiting from this, as fucked up as some of those cases might be. Um, but what I... The message that I was, like, actually trying to convey is more that, like, society isn't benefiting from the disempowerment of women... Um, and that is, uh, like, all across the board in terms of, like, sexually disempowered, like, in terms of our careers, in terms of just, like, every kind of leverage. The only, like, empowerment we have is in strip clubs and even then, like, <laughs> yeah. Um. So the reason, w- w- one of the big reasons for this is the the labeling that comes with men and women and the narratives that we're told and men don't have permission to be emotional like women do and one of like I love being a woman I am so proud to be a woman with all my curves with my stretch marks with my emotional ebbs and flows with even now I've come to love like just being like when I'm menstruating when I'm on my period I'm like fuck yeah I'm a fucking woman this is the shit and like I even understand that that itself like is a privilege um, But I love that I have the ability and the freedom, like the social freedom to be emotional. And I've really like, you know, spent my life kind of working in with that, my emotions. And yeah, like I can be dramatic. I can be passionate. I can, I can be very, very emotional, like hot headed. Um, <laughs> um, Like, yeah, when I'm angry, I'm fucking angry. And those closest to me will have experienced that. <laughs> But men don't have the permission to experience and express their emotions with the, like, kind of the the spectrum that women are able to and also educated on being. Like, growing up, like, where we are constantly having conversations about our emotions and how we're feeling and all of these and, like, you know culturally like women tend to talk more about those things and guys less and less and less and it it serves as such a handicap because you know this this narrative of boys don't cry it has it has serious impacts because not being in tune with your emotions not being able to express sadness or Like vulnerability, or you know, just like any sort of emotion that differs from the like social norm of what's expected when you walk into any building. You know, you're asked, How are you? We say, Good, we don't even think about it. Like, How the fuck are you, really? Yeah, anyway, this comes as such as handicap for men as we see collectively in society like all throughout the world but mostly in New Zealand like the statistics speak for itself like men are three to four times more likely to die by suicide and I don't think it's any coincidence that this is also you know that they're also not able to fully express and talk about their emotions and things like that. So these gender biases that we have and these like boys versus girls and yeah the boys and yeah the girls and these like the loyalty that we have to our own gender it's it's really it's really just kind of setting us back as society as how we can be. And what I'd like to leave this episode on um, because there's a lot of things that I can talk about. But I I really just want to talk about coming together in moments like this, like calling out your friends. And I'm really like speaking to the male audience here. When you see your friends catcalling, um, that's harassment. And when I've experienced it myself, and usually, like, you'll be catcored from a group of that they're, they're outnumbering you. So they're calling out a single girl walking by herself, and there's a group of three, four plus sitting down at World Bar, probably no doubt. Um, and, you know, you just get these remarks made, and it's uncomfortable. Um, and we need to start calling out our friends when this sort of stuff happens. When, when guys aren't taking no for an answer. When we need to. It starts with you. It starts with us coming together and doing it for a greater cause. And I know that it is tough sometimes to stand up to your friends and to be like, "Hey, man, like that's actually not cool." But like, if we nip these little things in the bud, the further more dramatic and drastic um, actions that take place from this can be prevented, you know? It's just, it's the seeds that we need to really, like, get in and crack. So, yeah, like, do your bit, whatever that looks like, because right now doing nothing doesn't make you a good guy. It doesn't make you a good girl. Like, we need to be standing up against this shit because there are serious consequences for that. Um, and yeah, that's basically my wrap up. Um, thank you for listening to my rage podcast. (laughs) Um, I really appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a fabulous weekend. I'm signing off.